and those are all chemical sunscreens. So their job is to go in and physically absorb those rays. Think about that for a second. Like it's absorbing the rays. It's not bouncing it. It's not like it's taking it in and it's holding on to those rays and it's not allowing your skin cells to synthesize it and use it. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Woo. We're here. Yeah. Um, so beginning our episode, let's chat a little bit about what you've been up to, Miss Genevieve. Yeah, I, I guess that's really what have we been up to because... We've been together a lot in the last oh, week. We're attached to the hip at this point, <laughs> and I like it. Which is funny because we we live relatively close together, but we don't. Before now, we've been working together for about a year, but we haven't seen each other much up until now. So Cassie and I just got back from Leadership Summit in Minneapolis, which was for a beauty counter. Which was honestly, I knew it was going to be great, but actually going and experiencing and learning and just feeling that recharge of you know, your why. And it just, it was just the exactly what I needed at this point. And it was so fun being with the team and being with a group of people, you know? Yeah. I really felt that community Mm -hmm. bigger, being part of something much, much bigger than yourself is just such a great feeling. And knowing the thing that was like the most, the thing that was the most impactful for me was Lindsay Dahl, uh, our head of basically our advocacy division within beauty counter was speaking about us actually making a huge impact in DC and really changing people's minds, you know, taking, that was incredible. Yeah. Taking, we saw this amazing chart that's used a, a lot in lobbying and, and in lawmaking. And it was really interesting to see how the climate has changed, how much effort, how long she's been putting effort into that. Yeah. I mean, as long 2014? as, yeah, mm-hmm. as long as our company has been in existence, we've been working on it. So that was pretty incredible for me to see. Um, and agreed. Be, reignited. I loved hearing her talk about what Beauty Counter is going to be doing for their sustainability efforts and what they've been doing so far and what a B Corp status means. I understood what it meant, but seeing the nitty gritty of how little points they got per category was really impactful to me. You know, seeing that Beauty Counter scored so high and most people average score is 55 and ours was what? Was it 95? Yeah, so the average score for people applying for a B Corporation is 55. I remember that. And when we first got our B Corp certification, we squeaked by with an 81. And this last year, we increased our score to a 95, which is no small feat. So Mm -hmm. I pulled up my notes. I've got um, one of the questions 
was they, they she let us know how many points all of these different questions and qualifications were to become a B Corp. Mm-hmm. And really one of them that really stuck out to me was only worth 1.4 points. And it is, does your company do any of the following to track chemicals in the supply chain? Which is and I was just massive. like, that's like 50% of what Beauty Counter does because we're, that's you know, we're massive. tracking everything to make sure mm-hmm. that we don't have anything coming into our products that we have banned. We're testing everything. We look at supply chain for sustainability. Um, that's like a whole department. Yeah. Of people. And clearly, I mean, clearly we could talk about this for days, Ever. but, but that was the, what was exciting for me was listening to her recap. Yeah, absolutely. Like Lindsay Dahl, you are amazing. <laughs> right. Lindsay, we love you. We hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah, we hope you heard this. <laughs> but we, I think it was a really great weekend because we got to recharge. We got to learn. We got to, um, I got to know a lot of people that I had relationships, relationships with online, mm. but that I hadn't met in person. And it was just so cool to see them in person and realize that that was a real connection, you know, you know, and it was just, the weather was fantastic most of the time we were there. And I just, I really enjoyed the whole thing. The energy of people that are associated with beauty counter is really special. Yeah, it really is. And, um, I think, yeah, the community aspect of it for me was just the the biggest piece and getting to see my team and yeah, and be with my be with my people. Yeah, that was super fun. Cassie's got a great team. She's building and I'm building, but she's she's building big. <laughs> That's a episode for another day. <laughs> well, yesterday was really fun. That was really fun, unexpectedly fun. Yeah. We did an event at Portland State University for their wellness fair our nourish wellness fair which i we kind of found it at the last minute and we were like let's do it let's not think about it too much let's just do it oh yeah we just got back from leadership summit let's just hop right into an event yeah yeah which was kind of cool because we were pumped and we were excited to talk about it like i was really impressed with the young people that were interested in talking about advocacy like they were like yeah the products are pretty and and i was like but the thing that's been really interesting about beauty counter is the advocacy work they're doing in um, washington dc and i over and over again could see their interest was peaked and they were like oh that's cool and I was like this is honestly we need to do more universities and college because that it's it's a thing to be involved to have a voice and advocacy and things like that and so I'm I'm pumped well I think we're we're finally have a culture of young folks who are fed up with the way things are in a lot of different ways both Mm -hmm. with food and and nutrition and health and wellness and Mm -hmm. our products our supplements our you know uh, it's just you have to get to this point where you're looking at the state of our health as a young person and what we've been told about what's healthy for us and realizing that it's basically all been a lie it's that point of disgust (laughs) yeah and getting angry about it and Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of really fiery young people as we were talking about got some emails the lack Mm -hmm. of regulation that was really exciting and they were and they were happy to give me their information because they wanted to talk more and learn more about it yeah that was cool yeah definitely i mean See, just seeing that people out there but it was even more cool to talk about that sure just seeing people receive that was pretty incredible yeah so that's the well plus we got we got to sit next to folks from kite hill Ooh, so that, that was, was pretty lovely too they were fantastic oh it was fun to talk to them but i'm i'm down with some cream cheese just saying i know right? some almond cream cheese we got sent home with a stack of product shout out to kite hill right for real like, dude that 
the jalapeno cream cheese. I get to take that one. Is it? Oh, Skyler will be sad. My husband will be like, wait. He can try some. I brought some with me today. Did you? Listen, when you're podcasting, you got to bring snacks. Oh, big time. Why do we not have more snacks on the table right now? Well, because it wouldn't sound very good. <laughs> the crunching. Uh, anyway, so we we had a fabulous time. We got to connect with some great people. And we. I just feel like I've got almost like a week's worth of just experience to... I really need to like mentally digest because it was so amazing. Hmm. I really loved it. And I got to go to Diane and Cassie Joy's book signing on Sunday with Cassie. My that was Cassie. amazing. That was really fun because I, I hadn't met Cassie Joy yet. So she's talking about Diane Sanfilippo yes. of Practical Paleo and the 21 Day Sugar Detox. Go check out her work for sure. She has a new workbook out. Yes. The 21 Day Sugar Detox Daily Guide. And I am a Sugar Detox coach myself. It's a, an amazing program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cassie Joy Garcia of Fed and Fit. And you can find both of them. We can throw this in the show notes for you guys. But Fed and Fit, Cassie Joy... Um, She's on Instagram as Fed and Fit, and then Diane Sanfilippo is on Instagram as herself, Diane Sanfilippo. So yeah, we, we loved got to, seeing that. They had a really cool turnout. Yeah, it was it was an incredible group of people, and um, it was fun to see folks kind of saunter over from the beauty counter event over to that space, and it just showed me like the intersection of those two communities, and that it's so important. You know, it's so everything that we're learning about our health, whether it's our, our external or internal health, we need to be knowing about how to put ourselves not only on the deep, but on the offense, like you have to mm-hmm. be on the offense with your health these days. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love seeing those two worlds kind of intersect and come together. And that conversation just become a lot more robust. Yes. Yeah. And people are getting more educated on both fronts. And I'm a good Testament to that because I started out in the food world, uh, just trying to learn and get healthier and help my family because my kids and their their body food issues. Yeah. <laughs> and being a makeup artist, skincare expert, it was like, it was a kind of no brainer. Once yeah. I started to learn that, I was like, well, of course, I know all this about food. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so it was, it was, and it's fun to see people coming from the food world experts and then coming into the skincare makeup, you know, side. It's it's just such a fun mix and it all works together. And it was it's just been really fun to be a part of that. Absolutely. The whole weekend, Genevieve was saying that she had finally found her tribe, <laughs> found, my tribe. found her tribe within like the NTP real food community, which is just so funny to me because we feel the same way in our little bubble. But you don't think about, you know, having it's, uh, you know, some of you guys might think it's kind of odd to see like a nutritionist and a a esthetician and makeup artist coming together to do a podcast. But, you know, so many of our conversations are about health and how can we bring that into all these other aspects that we're we're not only doing in our lives, but talking about with other people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Genevieve's coming from this space of holistic health and wellness just through her own healing journey, which you guys can listen to a little bit more about in episode two of the podcast, which is like Genevieve's life story which if is you want to know who incredible. I am yeah <laughs> better take two hours to get to know me <laughs> well you know it's it's hard to sum it up in a short amount of time and I think well, I want um, people to access it when at their leisure sure yeah same with Cassie though we had, we had a great conversation that was, so. that was even longer <laughs> only a little no one's gonna no one's gonna be surprised once <laughs> they start listening to this podcast regularly <laughs> if they do I know she's episode three so definitely check that out but we're We've been up to a lot of really fun things in the last few last few days, and I feel like it's just the beginning. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just starting, man. So we're excited. Get ready to get sick of me, girl. 
Okay, and we are ready to get to our listener question of today. We are going to be talking about sunscreen, vitamin D, sun exposure, all the things that are relevant into the season we are coming into. And uh, we have a great question from a listener. She says, can you touch on the importance of using sunscreen? I'm currently studying to be an NTP and we are learning about vitamin D from UVB rays. If you're going to be outside for long periods of time, do we need to minimize sun damage through sunscreen? Also, do we reach a certain sun exposure threshold when making vitamin D? This is such a good question. I know. I loved when this came in and she actually asked me, you know, can you address this in Instagram stories? And I thought, nope, that's a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's an entire a, podcast yeah. episode. So this is really timely because, you know, we're in this season when this podcast launches and you guys hear this episode, um, you know, we're headed into summer and uh, I think it's really important to be equipped with the right information about sun exposure and how we, you know, how our bodies respond to that. So I think there's a, this question is like multifaceted. There's like 10 so different. Yeah. And honestly, I just want to start with a little bit of interesting info from a couple of studies that Harvard has done actually on are we actually getting vitamin D from the sun? Because it, honestly, I think that's the the if with this whole, this whole thing. Yeah. You know, you, it really depends. Sometimes it's difficult to assimilate vitamin D in your body based on what you've got going on internally. Sometimes it is uh, less likely that you're actually getting vitamin D from your UVB rays, depending on where you live. So um, there's a few different factors I wanted to talk about really quick. Um, it matters how close you are to the equator. Mm -hmm. So the less vitamin D producing UVB light reaches the Earth's surface during the winter. And um, like, for example, residents of Boston make little, if any, vitamin D from like November to February. That sounds familiar. Right. Because we've got short days and we have clothing that covers our legs and arms and and we also limit UVB exposure. And the same is true. And we live in Oregon and Washington in this this area. We're not really exposed to a whole heck of a lot of UVB light during those months. So we actually tend to have significantly lower levels of vitamin D like and have it's Yeah. And low vitamin D tends to be a pretty rampant issue in this area. Uh, another um, thing that that's really imperative to know about is actually air quality. So this is really interesting. Yeah. Carbon particles in the air um, from the burning of like fossil fuels, wood, other materials, they scatter and they actually absorb UVB rays and they diminish mm. vitamin D production because they're, they're scooping up those UVB rays. You know what's fascinating about that? You think about the really like polluted areas of the United States that that gives you a pause to think about living in a big city for real. Right. Yeah. Um, and ozone absorbs UVB radi- radiation. What? Yeah. So if you are you're in a more pollution ridden area, it can cause holes in the ozone and if your ozone layer is, you know, got a hole in it, it's going to actually end up enhancing vitamin D levels because you're not filtering out those UVB rays. It's really interesting. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. And then, of course, the last thing, you know, last couple of things, um, skin color matters because mm-hmm. melanin is what makes your skin darker, essentially, and it competes for UVB with the substance in the skin that kind of kickstarts vitamin D production in the body. And so light-skinned folks like myself... Um, tend to generate the same uh, amount of vitamin D and its skin color really matters too. So melanin is a substance in the skin that actually makes your skin darker, right? And it competes for UVB with a substance in the skin that kickstarts the body's vitamin D production. And as a result, dark skin folks tend to require more UVB exposure to get the same amount of vitamin D that lighter skin folks can get. So is that 
so that's indicative of people that tan easily sure yeah so people that tan easily uh, their bodies are competing that's so fascinating so people that tan easily like i tan super easy so my body is competing with the vitamin d production because of the tan i mean essentially that's the idea yeah yeah that's probably i've always been something deeper to look into for sure we don't have a whole lot of time to like touch deeply on that um weight is actually a really interesting thing weight's an issue so body fat actually tends to sop up like soak up vitamin d and it's actually Mm -hmm. been proposed by a couple of different researchers that it might provide a vitamin d kind of rainy day fund so you're able to um just store vitamin d in the body but also when you're overweight um, you actually, it, it negatively affects the body's bioavailability of vitamin D. So it, you can have an issue assimilating vitamin D if you're overweight. Hmm. Um, and then age, of course. And this is something that Genevieve's going to touch on when we kind of go into like photo aging and all of that. But, you know, compared with younger people, older people have lower levels of the substance in the skin that UVB light converts into vitamin D as a precursor. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a ton of actually experimental evidence in this study that Harvard did, and we can link to that, um, that older f- people are actually less efficient vitamin D producers than younger folks. That's fascinating. Yeah. That makes and, a lot of sense. Yeah. And then lastly, um, the use of sunscreen. So this is what we're going to kind of focus on with the content moving forward. But um, essentially, sunscreen prevents sunburn by blocking UVB light. But that's turning off the body's signal that it's time to head out of the sun so it can actually increase sun damage to the skin mm-hmm. because you're not your body isn't able to listen to that um, to that indication that it's time to step away. And so as like from a practical perspective, very few people put on enough sunscreen to even block UVB light in the first place. Um And there's often like no difference between adults randomly assigned to use sunscreen or those assigned a placebo cream in studies. And there's a specific study that was done in Australia that kind of details this. So it really matters how much sunscreen you put on and people don't reapply. You have to reapply. Yeah. Those indications of, you know, 60 minutes, 80 minutes are a real thing, you know, especially with children. So I think the application part is going to be most important when you're dealing with that because if it's too hard to put on or it's annoying to put on of course you're not going to reapply right you know right so uh, you know and I kind of I want to make sure I answer all the facets of Melissa's Melissa's question this is well with Mel you can find her on Instagram (laughs) um my girl who's in the Portland NTP class asked me this question when I was talking about beauty counters new sunscreen option um and so one of the questions that's kind of built into this is like how much sun is healthy, right? So generally about 15 to 20 minutes tends to be the place where you start to kind of pink up. And if you pink up, that's your body telling you that you've produced enough vitamin D from UVB exposure. So that's that's your body's own innate intelligence telling you it's time to step away. Yeah. Go find some shade, Mm -hmm. put on, you know, more clothing, cover Mm -hmm. yourself with a hat and or let's throw on some sunscreen. So safe sun exposure is really important because it can actually increase your body's level of vitamin D. But we know that depends on all those factors that we were just talking about, which is why I kind of wanted to start with that. So um, how much sun is healthy is going to depend person to person a ton, but you just need to listen to your body. Get out there for 15, 20 minutes. Some people could probably handle up to 30. It just depends on how much you pink up. Yeah. Because there's a lot of information out there that's telling you, oh, 
10 minutes of casual exposure will get you X amount of IUs when that just, we all are starting to understand a lot more how each body is very different and you have to learn how to read your own body because mm-hmm. your body is made to give you signals on so many fronts. We just have to learn what those signals are, you know, so true. a little bit, a little bit pink. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so we know, you know, we, t- we always talk about like UVA, UVB and even blue light. So UVA rays are, we call it aging rays, which is really easy to remember UVA. So those age our skin, cause photo aging. Um, UVB rays are actually burning rays, but they're the same rays that also, um, you know, help our bodies synthesize and create vitamin D. So, you know, there's got to be a breaking point there. Mm -hmm. You want some UVB exposure, but not all. Um, But it's been proven that, you know, I think up to like four burns can increase your sun, your chances of getting skin cancer in your life by like, a lot and I don't I don't know the exact number off the top of my head we can probably look I know that what up you're talking about though um but essentially you know we've got we want controlled exposure to UVB and then we need to cover up after that and then of course we're also being exposed to blue light not only through the sun itself right that's what filters the sun and makes our sky blue um but blue light exposure through our through our devices we're staring at our computers right now Mm -hmm. um through our computers our phones all of that we're being exposed to that light and it does affect our skin and our health so Mm. we you know there's a so new like I haven't heard a whole lot about blue light until maybe the last year Yeah. So in the nutrition community, there's a lot of discussion around how blue light affects your sleep patterns, about how your skin can sense that blue light. So even if you have like lights on in your room, um, you know, blue light mimics Mm. the same light frequency as the sun. And so if you're staring at your computer late into the evening and everything else is dark around you, you're actually not giving your body the indication that it's time to power down and go to sleep. Mm. And it can actually make you produce more cortisol in the evening and less melatonin and it kind of can set things off i need less cortisol in my life (laughs) (laughs) most people do not not all but most i'm working on it um or just balance you know balance cortisol cortisol is there for a reason it's actually a really um productive hormone within the body but you have to have you know a, the right balance of of cortisol and melatonin and at the right time of day. So we we talk a lot about blue light exposure um, in in regard to like adrenal health and sleep hygiene and all that. But when we talk about sun like like light exposure for skin damage, it's really interesting. And we're finding out that blue light is actually aging our skin faster. Makes a lot so, of sense. Yes. So if you're going to be out in the sun for longer periods of time um, or you're doing outdoor sports or what have you, like you really should be applying sunscreen to protect your skin from UVA, UVB and blue light. Mm-hmm. And it's something to where, you know, you're trying to minimize sun damage through sunscreen and because you, you're not going to be able to filter all of it out. And it's so important to read the instructions on your sunscreen and reapply as yes. necessary because mm-hmm. if formula. it tells, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. been tested, it has to be. Yeah. So, you know, if you have been out in the sun for 80 minutes and it says reapply after 80 minutes, reapply like yeah. well, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I think, you know, we look at studies and, and placebo versus, you know, regular sunscreen and sun damage is the same for both because folks don't put enough on and they don't cover their entire body and they don't rub it in. It's, you know, yeah, we think, and thing. especially with the spray sunscreens out mm. there, which I mean, that's a whole nother story. Uh, the spray sunscreens tend to, you know, 
we just, people just spray them on and they don't even rub them in and they think that they're they're like covered they're well, fine it's because they most of those sunscreens you can't even see where you've put it no idea yeah and you're like okay i feel kind of moisturized here so maybe that's covered yeah you know that was kind of my that was kind of my big my big qualm with mist sunscreens for the longest time is it you're not helping yourself here <laughs> right so um what i would love for you to actually touch on genevieve mm. is the difference between chemical and physical yeah. barrier sunscreens because we are not talking about going and equipping yourself with anything co- <laughs> i don't want to say a specific brand with <laughs> chemical sunscreens your classic like i'm gonna say it copper tone what you know sun sport spf oh, 8 man. million you just go to the like whole sunscreen like stand at the store and it's just full of all these different kind of sunscreens and they're all pretty much pretty much the same thing you very rarely do you find something that's special well and even within mineral sunscreens you have to be careful about what you choose you know obviously because of other ingredients that could be attached to that many of them contain fragrance um you know they're trying to put like coconut smelling and i'm like no i don't need coconut no just like like give me the give me the zinc and i'm cool yeah right so yeah i think that's a an important topic to touch on in here is the physical versus the chemical sunscreen because uh that's really that's the big thing when you go to the big wall of sunscreen and you're like trying to make your choices you think i want spf 100 i'm going to be the most protected i'm going to be happy and safe my kids will be cancer free no okay because (laughs) just no just no so because when you have the difference between physical and chemical chemical sunscreen is going to be things like oxybenzone almost anything that ends with benzone or zone in the end of it which is most of those there's avobenzone and so you're going things with like with oxytinosate and those are all chemical sunscreens so their job is to go in and physically absorb those rays think about that for a second like it's absorbing the rays it's not bouncing it it's not like it's taking it in and it's holding on to those rays and it's not allowing your skin cells to synthesize it and use it. So it's so it's t- providing unbalanced sun exposure because yes. you're not getting a proper balance between UVA and UVB light. And nobody knows what that energy is doing and where it's going. Ooh. That's the other scary thing is there not enough there's not enough being done on it because it's it's a difficult thing to study, right? So, but the fact that it's kind of difficult to study means maybe we should take a step back and like find other avenues that are safer. What? Take a step back and actually look and do some research? Like what? No. No. What's that a thing? So the physical sunscreen is going to be things like titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. Zinc oxide is considered the safer version because of the toxicity level possibilities in it versus titanium dioxide. So a lot of times in the the natural sunscreens, you're going to see things like zinc oxide slash titanium dioxide. And while that's not necessarily bad, we know that zinc oxide is safer and does just as good of job. It just some people don't like it because it can be very white cast. But there are a lot of products coming out on the market right now that are doing a better job of using zinc oxide without the nanoparticles. So hopefully people are understanding what nanoparticles are, too. That's something to touch on. People are taking zinc oxide and they are turning it into a nanoparticle, which is like not safe. Well, because it can be absorbed into your skin. So we know that zinc oxide, the nanoparticles can get absorbed in the bloodstream. And that's part of the problem is things that are entering your bloodstream through your skin is, I mean, the skin's supposed to be a barrier, right? Right. And when you're introducing something nano sized, it just, the, the effects are really unknown. We, but anything that's absorbed through skin is probably not exactly what our body is designed 
to do. You know, it's not supposed to take in something at a nano size. So when you're shopping for safer sunscreens, zinc oxide is probably one of the best recommendations out there. There's there's a lot of brands out there that are using that zinc oxide and there's a lot of clever things out there. Like Badger has a brand that has like a pink cast zinc oxide. Mm-hmm. So when it's on the skin, it doesn't look as white, which is nice, but you still need to be able to see it and you need to be able to know where you've been. But Beauty Counter's got a great zinc oxide that that was one of the other things that I loved when I first found Beauty Counter was that I could put a sunscreen on my kids that didn't make them react. Right. And they have really sensitive skin because they both have eczema and a lot of other issues that come out in their skin. But I was able to put um, a zinc oxide sunscreen on them that didn't leave them white cast, but I know is still protecting them. Yes. Well, and it goes on like whiter at least the spray sunscreen. I love that. Our, so we have a new mineral spray sunscreen. Beauty Counter is a new mineral spray sunscreen. And you can see it where you spray it. Like, which is nice. super white when you spray it on. But, it but once in. you rub it in, it's good to go. Right. And I think that people need to know that that's an option. Because I think, you know, you think of the white nose. You think of like the super, like I saw a gentleman that had put on zinc oxide. And I was like, you go, man. But he literally had the whitest Like, it looked like he put face paint on his whole face. But he was, like, serious, man. He's like, I'm going to protect myself. So I was like, oh, man, there's got to be a balance there, you know. But for an easier way to avoid this, the issue of the physical sunscreen versus the chemical is understanding the difference between the two. So chemical sunscreens really are, have um, they don't block all the rays the way zinc oxide does. So that's something else to keep in mind is even... Even though you're using a sunscreen, it's not as effective as zinc oxide. Right. Um, but something else that be um, that needs to be touched upon with the chemical sunscreen is beyond our own bodies. It's actually really harmful for the environment. Like uh, Hawaii. Hello. Oh, I'm so oxybenzone so... was. Uh... It has it has to be removed from all sunscreens to have that sunscreen sold in Hawaii, um, and it should be completely eradicated by 2021 because of the degradation of our coral reef system systems. Painfully and if obvious. you think that oxybenzone is not negatively affecting your body, this is being diluted by salt water, and it is Massive diminishing amounts. our coral reefs by huge amounts. And think about the percentage of our skin and what it's being put on in our oh skin. Oh my gosh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I just can't. I just can't. So for me, I, I honestly recommend um, completely avoiding oxybenzone. And if you have questions, you can turn your bottle over. I'm going to say this so many times on the podcast is make sure you're turning your bottle over and you're actually reading the ingredients. That can be a, like a barrier point for a lot of people is being like, I don't even know what these words mean. You will get it over time. So turn it over. You can see what sunscreen's being used because they have to list it in the, the facts on the bottle on the top because it's considered an active ingredient. Right. So it, they will list it very clearly. So make sure you're seeing how you're getting those UVA, UVB protection because most of the time they'll say UVA broad spectrum. Well, but why? You know, how is it? Also, broad spectrum is just a marketing term. Exactly. It means nothing. Exactly. But it's so popular in the front of those bottles. So oh it's my a, gosh. And I know that they, I know that it's really easy to feel marketed to, but you can take a little more control of that by reading the facts on the back. So make yes. sure that you're yes. constantly picking it up and reading the back and 
looking at all of the facts in the back. Well, and use the EWG as a resource. So you can actually scan either through barcode or you can search within the Skin Deep database and we'll link that for you in the show notes um, about the uh, the product that you're putting on your skin. And you can you can take a look at the sunscreens that they have in their sunscreen guide. So they have like EWG's guide to sunscreen each year and they update it. And you can check for safe options that provide a physical barrier instead of a chemical barrier. And most of them are zinc-based. Some have titanium dioxide, but you can kind of take a look and, and decide what works for you and what works for your family. I know. I love the EWG for those kind of things. Like last year's report, they had like best beach and sports sunscreens, best scoring kids sunscreens, um, reports on the sunscreens and worst scoring kids sunscreens. I mean, the the resource in EWG is so fantastic because it's not just willing. You can actually read the scientific data behind it. You can click on links and they'll send you all these different places. So definitely check out the EWG.org and get educated on what you're currently using so you can understand where you want to go the sunscreen that i grew up using is on the worst list oh no i know i saw that several years ago and i was like oh gosh i know and interestingly enough my mom had a heat stroke when she was in high school and so she's never done well in the sun and she's always had a lot of sensitivity with the sun and so i grew up with a lot of sunscreen in my house too i'm scared to even look to see what my sunscreen was like when i was a kid you don't want to. You don't want to know. Gosh. Oh, the 90s. <laughs> so I think one thing I would love for you to touch on is that chemical sunscreens, they keep the sun's rays from from getting to us. We think they are, but they don't actually block all of the rays the same way zinc oxide can. Right. Yeah. Inter- so because, because zinc oxide is a physical sunscreen, you can think of it as it's bouncing the rays off of you. So that's the things you want to understand is chemicals absorbing and it's not... Part of it might be there's a percentage that might be bouncing, but zinc oxide, that's all it does. So it's not that the energy is not being absorbed. It's not it's bouncing off the skin. So that's why you get that white cast sometimes. But that's also why the technology is getting better and people are understanding how to use zinc oxide. So it's still physically blocking and um, bouncing the rays elsewhere. Okay, Uh, so I think it's really interesting to just note and think about, too, you know, when we're using chemical sunscreens like how unstable the toxic and dangerous chemicals that come not just with the the chemical sunscreen itself not just with you know the oxybenzone or whatever chemical sunscreen is being used but all the other nasty ingredients that are in these products and what is happening to those products is in terms of like oxidation or further Mm -hmm. toxicity when they're exposed to the sun too and then they're on your skin I know I was recently reading an article in the United Press International and they were discussing the studies being done on the water, hitting the water, the chemical water itself, like pools and all those things that we, I mean, all summer long, when you go to the pool, you put on sunscreen, right? I think the mass majority of people in the United States are more exposed to pools than they are you know, chlorinated water, that sort of thing. And the way the chemicals are interacting with the chlorine are actually coming out with toxic substances, period. Well, and And in some places there's chlorine in the water supply. Yeah. So you're showering your sunscreen off and it could be reacting at that point. You're bringing up such a good point. I didn't even think about they're starting to study more the effects of like what the sunscreen's doing in our water supply, what it's doing to our oceans is a good indication that we need to look at it much more closely for our personal bodies, ourselves. And I mean, let alone the babies, I mean, like 
we want to make sure that they've got the best chance at a stable like body and things like that as they get older because all the hormone disruption that can be happening through some of the emollients, some of the preservatives that are in those sunscreens too, can be a huge indication that it's time to pivot, time to look elsewhere and see what else we can do, what's better. Right. Okay. So I want to, I want to, you know, go back to the conversation about um, photo aging and mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. about how even some sun exposure, even safe sun exposure can actually age the skin. And, you know, for people like me who have some acne scarring, you know, I'm tending to see some sunspots pop up around like my mouth. How can we prevent photo aging? And like, what is the sun doing to our skin to like cause aging? Yeah, that's a great question because if you don't know what it's doing, you don't know why you're preventing or like how, right? You're like, why? I'm vain. Tell me why. (laughs) So that I can protect myself even more. Right. (laughs) So uh, to touch on what it's doing to your skin. So it's actually the UV rays are are slowly kind of damaging our cells over time. So the UVA rays are going in and and also I think they're they're both interacting with our skin in a way that breaks down the cells over time. They can't regenerate and and fix themselves. So the um, the melasma or the the melanocyte there. Okay, edit that out. So the melanocyte cells are the cells that are responsible for creating the color in our skin. So the tans, freckles, uh, age spots as we get older, those sort of things. And those cells are responsible for the actual like physical protection in our skin. That's why we tan, that sort of a thing. So over time, if you notice that you're getting more sunspots and you know that's because a lot of people know that that's because they've, you know, had too much sun exposure when they were younger. It's because those melanocytes are literally like dying. They're like overworking and Mm -hmm. they will just spurt the last little bit of what they've got left and then they they then they're just on and they don't ever turn off so that's why you get the freckling you get the sunspots you get what liver spots it's because the the cells kind of just are been overworked and Mm. so they just are on all the time and um that is also true with acne scarring or if you have any scars of any kind and depending on what's what fits Patrick's scale skin type you are which is gonna be a whole nother a whole nother episode it I'm will, intrigued it's there's a lot to touch on it so we'll make sure we definitely talk about it so if you're a skin type that's got more olive skin tone or your um you've got any of the darker range skin tones when you pigment you'll pigment from scarring so like if you get a cut or beyond acne um you will be more likely to pigment because your body's trying to protect that new scar scar skin cell because scarring cells are just they're they act totally different than our traditional cells so if you've had um acne in the past your body is trying to protect those cells more and so you're going to see more pigmentation in areas that you've had acne and that sort of a thing uh so if you know that you've had acne breakout and you know that you've had too much sun, it's never too late to put sunscreen on on a regular basis and protect your skin. And it's important for anti-aging factors because it's so hard on our skin, the UVA rays and UVB rays together can be really hard on our skin that it's going to make fine lines more apparent. It's going to be, make, it's going to be difficult to um, keep the wrinkles away. Mm. And so, you know, you, there's there's always that person you see at least one point in our life we've seen oh, that God. one person who spent <laughs> who look like leather way too much time in the tanning beds right and that's a thing when i was in the med spa world I, I spent a lot of time i got really good at guessing people's ages and then even guessing their age 
and like this person's about in their early 40s but they spent too much time in the sun when they were younger because they spent so much time like helping people um fix their damage or work with their damage as best as they can so if you're interested in anti-aging which i don't know anyone who isn't (laughs) uh i I would like to age more gracefully please exactly i would really like that i'm down with some wrinkles but i really just i want them to be the happy wrinkles i really don't need those 11 lines and my forehead it's Mm. just like you know so i mean if you're interested in anti-aging in any capacity, uh, sunscreen responsibly on a regular basis is a good idea, especially if you are a lighter skin type, uh, because those skin cells have to work harder to protect you. And so when you're going to break down faster yeah, as you get older. I really like to be cognizant of protecting my face better than any other part of my body, too, because... Right. You know, like my face and my neck and my chest, because that's like that's going to show the most signs of aging because that's a part of your body that gets the most sun exposure, period. Right. Because, you know, throughout the entire year. And so I really focus on protecting that part of my skin. The rest, I'll let it, you know, brown up a little bit and get some safe sun exposure for sure. But I can always add makeup to warm my face up to match the rest of my body, too. Yes. And I I love that I've learned so much from you about how to do that. You know, you've kind of suggested like, you know, with the tinted moisturizer that I use, I could choose a darker tint to like kind of warm up my complexion a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, And then I'm also doing I'm getting sun protection, too. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting. I know the dew skin. I that's why I use number three even in the winter sometimes mm. because it gives me a little. Yeah, in bit the winter of a... I cannot use number three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I could use number two. Yeah, so I mean every every shades every person's a little different, but sure. as long as you understand, you know what shade you're matching the rest of your body, like it's fantastic, yeah. fantastic. But I, tool. Yeah, but I love that you can warm up, you know, your skin on your face, and you don't have to do that through, you know, over sun ex- overexposure to sun. You can simply just kind of match with the rest of your body and still get some sun exposure on the rest of your body. Exactly. So now that we all know that we need to choose a physical barrier sunscreen, let's chat for a minute about our favorites. So, um, I mean, we can, there are several beauty counter products that I definitely love and I'm going to have you touch on those. Um, I like to always provide lots of other options, especially for our listeners who are, um, you know, just wanting some some stuff they can pick up in the store. They might be on vacation. Yeah. They might even just go to a store. Yeah. So I want you guys to be equipped with some some good options that maybe you could pick up from a like a natural grocery store or something like that. So not just beauty counter products. So Badger Balm is a good one to go with. Um, I don't love all Badger Balm products. Some of them um, really kind of, don't. Kind of sticky. Sticky. They, they feel kind of funky on the skin. But I really like their SPF 35 Kids Sport Sunscreen Stick. Um, I prefer sunscreen sticks to lotions because the zinc stays suspended in the solution and then I don't have to worry or even think about shaking it, Yeah, yeah. which you need to do. That I being agree. said, it's, I mean, lotions are nice if you're covering a large area of the body, but if we're talking about for like little babes, this, this particular Badger Balm sunscreen is great for kids and they have both sticks and lotions, um, a super simple formulation. Their baby sunscreen is actually really soothing and great for kiddos and it's the most creamy and white of all the options but if you're covering Mm. up your kid they probably don't care (laughs) so that's that's a good one um to go with in that respect and then you know for me I actually my foray into beauty counter was sunscreen originally so yeah the first product I ever purchased from beauty counter was our um, protect stick sunscreen which is an SPF 30 and it's really small pocket sized I loved it and it was I purchased it for the first sunscreen I was going to use on my kiddo 
Oh, yeah. And that. so that was my first, um, my first beauty counter product that I, that I purchased back in the day, a couple of years ago. Um, I like our sticks because they're super blendable. So you don't have any white streaks. And mm-hmm. I really, honestly, I chose beauty counter over the badger bomb for my little one because it, I could carry the same sunscreen for myself and my kid feel confident about it being safe, but also not having to worry about, okay, well you get the one with the white streaks and I'm going to get the one without. Right. <laughs> so that it was just, it simplified my life a little bit. Um, but it's super portable. So I always have a face stick on hands in my purse, in my car, um, I love that it's a perfect size for the purse. Oh my gosh, you could throw it in your pocket too. So I love yeah. that piece of it too. And then we also have one like in both of our diaper bags. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else have more than one diaper bag for their kid? Like we have, <laughs> sure we so have many. like my husband's diaper bag that's like disheveled and like looks ridiculous. And then there's the diaper bag that I carry around and it's like really <laughs> nice and neat and organized, which I don't know how because none of the rest of my life is organized. Um, but for me, the, the protect stick sunscreen is a really good option because I have relatively sensitive kind of acne prone skin, which it's getting better. Hey. And I'll share in the future. I'm actually going to share my son, my son, I'm going to share my skincare, current skincare routine um, with my Instagram following here in a hot minute. Check it. So, uh, but um, I really want to protect my skin from photo damage because I get sunspots. I'm starting to notice that's like the sign of aging that's kind of coming first for me is a little discoloration around my mouth. And dude, I try to pretend like I'm not vain, but I'm a little bit vain. So (laughs) everybody's a little vain. Trust me. I learned Uh, that in the med spa world. Yeah. So (laughs) suspecting. So it's easy to apply. And the really fun part is actually he's grown up with this, you know, with the stick sunscreen. And so he actually, he really likes it. It's kind of, it's creamy and kind of soothing. So he'll Mm -hmm. just stand there while I'm like applying his sunscreen. Oh, I can just picture. "Mm." (laughs) So calmly being like, oh, this feels nice. Yeah. And those, the sticks are formulated with coconut oil and then Aussie fruit oil. And the new one is formulated with um, California poppy, which is a really rich antioxidant. Yeah. Um, and they help not only hydrate the skin, but protect it. And so I, I like that I'm actually putting something that's not drying because zinc can be a little drying on the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other go-to is the Dew Skin Tinted Moisturizer from Beauty Counter, which is an yes. SPF 20. Mm-hmm. And I actually, it's been a really interesting thing. I actually, with my acne prone skin, zinc is actually naturally antibacterial and antimicrobial. And I have found that some topical treatment for me in the form of zinc on my skin is really helpful for, um, for my acne. So it's actually cleared up my skin quite a bit just using a tinted moisturizer. Yeah. You've done such a good job of protecting your skin barrier with your moisture level that even a daily or treatment basis of daily zinc. Amazing. It'd be perfect for that. Well, and actually there have been a lot of studies actually that have suggested that skin is actually folks who have acne prone skin tend to have low levels of zinc. So fascinating. Yeah. There's a correlation, not necessarily causation. causation. (laughs) (laughs) So that's something to think about too, is just getting your zinc levels checked and, and seeing how you're doing with that and maybe doing a little bit of supplementing, working with a qualified practitioner. So I've learned about zinc with from you a lot more from you than anybody else. So I think that it's something that people need. <laughs> I've to dealt check. with serious zinc deficiency. Yeah. Wow. And especially in postpartum, it, it got significantly worse. So I've had to really up and take care of myself in I probably regards was a hot to mess in postpartum. <laughs> well, and when you're, when you're trying to supplement with zinc too, it's really important to think about zinc cofactors that your body's ability to assimilate it. Oh, and, man. 
and um you know getting some sort of multi-mineral in because zinc Mm -hmm. needs to be in certain levels in conjunction with the other minerals in your body that makes so much sense yeah oh teach me all the ways side side note (laughs) back to sunscreen so what are your favorites Honestly, you hit on all, all of my favorites so far. Okay. There, I do like the uh, the Badger brand that's got that pink tint to it because you can find it at most Whole Foods. So if you're traveling, that was what happened to me. Is about this time last year, took a trip to Vegas, realized I forgot my sunscreen that I normally use that seemed to be okay, but I I hadn't gotten my order from Beauty Counter yet. Like I had just found Beauty Counter and I hadn't. I was waiting for my order to come in, and I missed it. And I was like, oh shoot, what am I gonna do? We're we're in Vegas. And we're like fresh, like winter skin because my kids tan really easily. So we usually are pretty sparing. Like we know we're going to be out for a long period of time, then we will. But I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm far from anything that I really recognize and know. And I went to the gift shop and turned the bottle over and was like, okay, what's like the least offensive sunscreen here? And I grabbed the baby sunscreen because it was the least offensive and only had one paraben in it instead of three. And didn't have fragrance in it. And I was like, as far as I could tell, right? And so took it took it back, used it on Lucy, and she ended up having a massive like chemical burn from it. Oh, man. Because she, Poor girl. to be fair, she ended up having an, an accident. She was potty training. But the combination of the two um, gave her a really bad burn down, <laughs> gave her a bad burn down her leg. And the only thing that was new in her life, because we'd been there for about four days, uh, was the sunscreen. Yeah. And it was enough for me to go, okay get me like, an uber all right i heard you foods. yeah i was like <laughs> all right so i got an uber went over to whole foods and i picked up the badger brand and i was like trying to find one that i thought would be the least white cast and that one we really liked it was very sticky but uh i liked the formula for like safety reasons yeah and it's at safety that point, you'll get great coverage but the mm-hmm. texture isn't my fave right and so that that was a good choice for me when i was like in a pinch mm-hmm um, so I do, I do love the formulation for safety standards with, with Badger, but as far as like performance goes, beauty counter has been my favorite by far. Sure. Like I've had great success and what's really nice. I've done some really fun, like live videos showing people how to apply it on Lucy and she is just the funnest little model and it's easy to get it on her. I can just swipe the stick on her face and she rubs it in quick. I know she's protected and we're done. Yeah. So, but you touched on all the things about why I love them and the the top ingredients that make it reasonable for like, this is my jam. Yeah. So, so the, the last one I want to mention is uh, Beauty Counter just came out with a mineral sunscreen mist, which is exciting. Um, yeah. And it's a pretty cool innovation because it delivers like you get convenience, but you also get like a really even application. Um but it's actually air powered. It's not aerosol powered, which is extremely important, right? For our environment and yeah, for so, our lungs. Yeah. So we use a bag on valve. Uh, this this particular sunscreen does. So it's an airless bag that's surrounded by only compressed air. So there's no propellant chemicals in it. Um, and it contains the sunscreen formula. So when the button is pushed, air pressure in the bottle increases, which forces the spray out of the bag. Okay, so I really like this mineral sunscreen spray because it's a non-aerosol technology, which is so, so important. We need For all to avoid. Things. Yeah, so it's it's a bag on valve, like airless bag that's surrounded by compressed air. So it doesn't use any propellant chemicals. Super um, interesting. Yeah, and so when you push the button, the air pressure in the bottle increases and it forces the, the product out of the bag and into onto your skin. Um, and then the other thing I love about it is it actually goes on super white 
so you can see where you sprayed your skin and then you can rub it in Mm -hmm. and it's just really convenient so it makes it so that you don't have to like shake the bottle and then which you probably should still shake it a little bit um but you don't have to like shake a big bottle of lotion and then like the best parts of the lotion and all of the parts that we don't like the lotion yeah and the thing i don't like about lotion is i often get too much in my hand Mm -hmm. and then i'm like okay what do i do with this and i just like (laughs) grab my husband and i'm like here's some more (laughs) let me paste this on you Uh, get rid of your um i call it his farmer's tan but he he will like so he works at a a he works at a sand and gravel place during the summer so my husband's a teacher and he works at a sand and gravel place during the summer and so he's exposed to tons of sun but it's like literally neck up and then like t-shirt line down oh man epic lines oh my gosh and then his legs are super white it's (laughs) it's hilarious and i'm always trying to get him to take his shirt off to even things out and he's probably like well what's the point now, right right, <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyways um so i really like that new option as well and that one's an spf 30 i actually love that this one's touching on the blue light ray i know we talked about that earlier but this is the specific yeah. formula that's really like talking about blue light ray and i don't think that that's talked about enough because i don't think that people are discussing how to make formulation to block that well it's brand new there was just an article in vogue about mm-hmm. how uh that we can link to for you yeah uh that talks about basically where we're headed with sunscreen needing to address blue light exposure because we're finding out that it is aging our skin um and then the last piece so this is all the new stuff around the new uh, beauty counter sunline because it got even better literally a week ago i didn't think was possible i loved it before yeah no performance wise it was fantastic and i'm excited to see it getting better adding the blue light ray protection like that wasn't even on my radar. So I'm even more thankful that they would print something like that out there. You know, I thought that was going to be something that kind of came about in about five years. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Really honestly. I know. So anyways, so aside from that, so Badger Balm is a good one, um, a good brand. I also like Babo Botanicals. They have like a sunscreen stick that, that you can Mm. use. Um, and then beauty counter sunscreens are fantastic as well. And the only ones I've found that even if they leave a white cast, when you put them on, when you rub them in, there's no, no, what you can't tell, which is great. Because I'm not trying to walk around and look more white than I already am. <laughs> I'm so pasty. Uh, but I tan pretty well. So hopefully that actually happens this summer a little oh, bit. Yeah. With responsible sun exposure, I yes. should say. casual, Very responsible. Very responsible. <laughs> so for those of us who um, have not treated our skin the best when it comes to <laughs> sun exposure over the years. And now we're exercising safe sun exposure. Um, but we do have some hyperpigmentation, some extra photo aging. Um, I would love for us to do another episode about how to clear up some of that stuff. Cause I think Ooh, the anti-aging yeah. skincare conversation would be fantastic, but I would love to hear about any procedures that you suggest. I have so uh, much to say. I know. And I've just <laughs> recently delved into right getting, I just had my last facial or my first facial before one of our last recordings and, yep. um, and it's already made a really big difference for me. So mm-hmm. I also want to learn about cryo facials. Oh, can we talk about that? Oh yes, of okay. course. Okay. Oh my gosh. There's so, so many we're gonna geek out. To we'll geek yes. out on some solutions for you guys, you know, further than just sun protection. Cause for those of us who haven't always protected our skin, which is a thing. It is. Yeah. I really only have been for the last five years or so before that I was a little sun worshiper.
diaper, baby oil, and all. Girl, I worked in a tanning salon before I went to aesthetic school. Oh, and that's a whole <laughs> other conversation, right? Because you hear, so it's the really interesting thing is that, you know, as we learn, quote unquote, learned about like what, what rays were good for us and what rays weren't and what tanned our skin, right? Because mm-hmm. UVA rays will tan our skin because they, they penetrate deeper in your skin. Right. But they also are very, damaging. very damaging and they very aging. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so the you know they touted creating these you know newer technology for tanning beds that didn't expose you to uvb rays so you wouldn't burn well, right which means you can be in there longer oh but your skin's also not indicating when too much is too much right so so actually i've heard a lot of really interesting research suggesting that if you do if you do go to a tanning place you know to a tanning bed um to you know go and get go in one of the older beds that, that still too. have uvb light exposure and are more balanced with what they're exposing you to and yeah. i just thought that i don't know a lot about that but i just thought that yeah, was no, a really interesting thing to note because i'm sure somebody mm-hmm. is going to be like excuse me what about tanning beds i know i yeah i think it's important to be able to talk about all the methods that let's face it like i hit mid-february and i am dying in the northwest i've got a little bit olive skin tone and i can i can feel the lack of vitamin d my my legs are translucent right now (laughs) i know i mean beyond like the color it's like like i can feel it in my body that it's acting differently and it's interacting differently throughout the day with my food and anyway and it's like there there's a lot to be said for getting because we go for months without seeing the sun here like Mm. months people it four minutes in a tanning bed is not going to give you like a burn and there's a lot to be said about that because there are certain and it depends on your body you have to pay attention to what your body like i have really olive skin tone i could probably handle four minutes in a bed once a year yeah yeah you know what I mean? I'd probably burn. <laughs> and some people are like this. You have to be attention They to do body. condense it too. They do. Which is on like four minutes is like my max. I'm like, That's okay. legit. I'm sure the tanning bed lady is like, are you oh, sure? You're such a wimp. Four, four minutes, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there, there's a lot to be said about like all sorts of like strategies and things like that. So don't, don't be afraid to ask us questions because we, we want to talk about all the things that you have. This is like about. eight more episodes. I know. And right? we're like an hour in. Okay. Which means we're done, you guys. (laughs) We're done. It's time to wrap it up. All right, guys. We hope that you gained some helpful information and that you were able to use this to uh, get gear up for summer and enjoy your summer ahead and not have to think so hard about how to protect yourself and your family, but still be able to feel good about your shopping experience. So we are excited to be able to give you more information in the future and keep us posted. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. All right, we are together today to talk about to put it blank, sunscreen and sun exposure and vitamin D, how that all relates together. We have a really interesting listener question, actually. Okay, start over. Yeah. All right. Welcome, guys. We are here today to, to put it in a short sentence. We're here to talk about sunscreen, vitamin D and sun exposure. Why are you choosing this moment to get up? <laughs>